consistency. Devil in the detail are consistent. New podcast episodes every single week. Now Manchester United are consistent. Two wins in a row, ending a run of seven straight Premier League away defeats with a 1-0 win against Southampton. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Ian Dill. Hello, Bash. And today on the today's episode is going to talk about Saturday's win. We're going to have a bit of a transfer special, talk about United transfers like Anthony, Dubravka, and going to talk about transfers elsewhere as well. Big, big uh, week in the transfer market with Os- um, Lodi to Forrest, Isaac, Paqueta. And we're going to preview the upcoming games versus Leicester and Arsenal as well. So let's get into it. So then, Dill, let's start us off. Manchester United versus Southampton. We scraped by in the end. Um, but what yeah. did you think to the game and the result? Um, I was happy. I'm happy with the result. Don't get me wrong. Two wins on the spin is, you know, it's a precious commodity to come by if you're a Man United fan at the minute, especially with an away win as well, which is weird to think after how good we were a couple of years ago. But I'm not overly enamored by the performance, if I'm being quite frank with you. I didn't really know what the game plan was. There was a lot of long balls, a lot of turnover in possession, and we were dominated at times with good spells of the game by a pretty poor Southampton side who probably will be in and around the bottom three come May. So I do think, you know, the win's good. It's a building block. It's good for momentum, good for confidence. You could see a bit of togetherness in the team for once, which was nice as well. But in terms of the actual performance, I just didn't really get it. Bruno still playing hero ball all the time to try to score from the halfway line. Eriksen giving the ball away quite a lot as well. Just not letting the attacks build. I didn't really see what the point was. Obviously, the goal was quite well worked and stuff. But um, other than that, I, I just wasn't really impressed, to be honest. De Gea taking long kicks all the time, immediately surrendering possession away, which you know Ten Hag's probably going to have to do for the rest of the season because of how bad De Gea is with his feet. But it's kind of hampering how we want to play a bit, and it just, it just doesn't look like we're playing... The football that Eric Ten Hag wants, if you know what I mean. This isn't what Ten Hag wants away we're playing at the minute. And I want to see that come through because you can't compensate, as we've said before, for players who can't play how he wants. Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree. It wasn't the best performance. But the, of course, like I say, seven straight, like you said, seven straight away losses. The win was the, the most important thing. And that might be the steadying of the ship before we see improvement away from home. I mean, um, I think the biggest... The biggest positive was I never really thought Southampton were going to score. I mean, the amount of... And I think it was clearly... They were clearly trying to target, you know, Martinez's height. I think they, they lumped so many balls into the box. Just constant crosses yeah. all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they really... They didn't... From open play, they didn't really trouble us that much with, with their with their crosses. Had a couple of opportunities. I think De Gea made one save. Um, yeah, from, from a header, header and the follow-up it? header should have he should have done better. If that's on target, it's probably a goal. But you know, I think it was a very very strong defensive performance. And this is this is what happens if that if that um, would have been 
last season or with with Maguire and Varane or Maguire Lindelof, you know that they're just going to score and you can't scrape those 1-0 wins because you just mm. know at some point Southampton are going to score. They only need five minutes spell of good play and they'll they'll get a goal. So, I th- yeah, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's just, again, it's like, do we really want to be seeing good de- defensive displays away to Southampton? Again, I know it's early days and don't get me wrong, you know, it's going to take... Over a year, maybe over two years to get this Eric Ten Hag style of play exactly how he wants it and down to a T. A bit like Guardiola at City, but we're not even seeing really shades of it. It's just a bit of an odd one. Like It, it weirdly looks like we've gone from having uh, the worst defence, the defence being the worst department of the squad, to being the best by a yeah. country mile. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no creativity up top. Again, midfield just lacking ideas. And I'm going to be completely honest, as much as I love Bruno Fernandes, I don't think he's ever going to cut it in this system. Because he's had a good few months with Ten Hag. Now, again, we have to reserve judgment for like the end of the season, maybe January, to see if he can change ways. But it doesn't look like Bruno can. It doesn't look like he can build possession. Just play the easy pass. He just has to lever it every time and try and get an assist. And it's just you really s- hard. You say that, but I don't um, think... I mean, a player that should definitely work in Ten Hag's system is Christian Eriksen. And I don't think he's looked fantastic. Oh, I did, say, I did say he wasn't... No, no, I did say at the beginning he wasn't great either. He gave the yeah. ball away a lot too. But I don't think that's for the, the the lack of being able to play that system. Let's be quite frank. He can play that system pretty well. He's that kind of player, isn't he? I think he's better technically than Bruno Fernandes is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just worry about that. Like bringing Ronaldo on for the last 10 minutes, I didn't really see the point. He, he mm-hmm. did fuck all. He's not someone to bring on to stretch a game, is he? You know, if anything, you start Ronaldo and then bring on Rashford or bring on Alanga. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just thought that was a bit of a bizarre change. Whether it's just to give him minutes to keep him happy, I don't know. Or whoever came off was flagging. I can't remember who it was now. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't great. Um, yeah, I've, I don't want to moan too much because we did win and we played okay at times. But I'm yet to see a solid, like, full, nearly full game or some really good spells. Like, even against Liverpool, we won and we were the better team. But we had a lot of chances come our way. And again, we have to call on the defenders to make last-ditch tackles. De Gea to make some world-class saves. And it, we, we're not really controlling sustained periods of I football matches yet, which yeah. is a worry for me. And oh no, this is what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm, I still got to say it. Otherwise, I'll just sit here and say, "Yeah, we won well done." Do you know what I mean? I've still got to say what I think about it. Obviously, there's caveats to it and factors as to why it's not great yet. And as I've said, that's fine. But I, I think if you're watching that game, you've got to have seen similar things so, yeah, to what one, I've seen. One hundred percent. I um, think, like say, like you said there, the biggest disappointment for me was, you know against Southampton, it would be great to get in front and then kill the game with possession. Like, just literally, like it's like yeah. City would do. You know, I remember that when City came to Old Trafford and the 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 2-0 win. Oh, we were both there. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't oh, get like on the ball f- yeah, and we just killed yeah. the game. Yeah, okay, there was it was 1-0 for quite a long period of time, but we, we definitely it was never going to score. Yeah, that, that almost felt worse to the Liverpool, yeah. than the Liverpool game. I think we remember saying this to each other. Because like we got we got levered by Liverpool. Let's not beat around the bush last season, but we still could have easily had with some more clinical finishing two, three, four goals. Like we could, we should have scored first. I think we had a good couple of chances. But when you play City, like you say, they went two one nil up, pretty two nil up, pretty fairly quickly. I can't remember actually. But then we had like no touch of the ball. It was like a training session for them, and that was what was demoralising about it, wasn't it? And obviously, you're not gonna control the game every time because considering how good City are at that they have stages like that as well like look at the Newcastle mm. game last week 
You know what I mean? They struggle to control games as well. But I think Newcastle away with the team they've got and the atmosphere they've got is a bit different to, you know, going and having some chips in an isolated Southampton. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's a good win. I think we'll probably, we'll get into Leicester after, but I think we'll beat Leicester and then we'll see for the Arsenal game. But if we get nine points on the spin, possibly even 12, with some pretty tough games in there, then I'll be very happy. But um, just not overly convinced yet. Like I said, I'm not expecting it to be full 10 hardball after two, three months of being at the club. But I would like to see a little bit of progression now. This is going to be our fourth competitive game of the season coming into Leicester. And I'm, I'm going to want to see something. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to see us give Leicester 70% of the ball and just try and hit them on the break. Because with the, te- this, the style of play 10 hard cars and the players that we're now going to have at our disposal, which again, we've added another one, which we'll get into in a minute. It's not right to be playing like that, is mm. it? Like me and you have been saying this for a long time. We want to see Manchester United control football matches. And obviously, you could be playing Barcelona, Real Madrid, Man City or fucking Accrington Stanley. There's going to be stages in games where the other team has a bit more of the ball, has a bit more control. And football goes in stages. You're not going to control a full 90 minutes of a football match. But it's just, it's a bit too sporadic and a bit too, I don't a bit scary at times. Like, I wasn't convinced we were going to win that game. Do you know what I mean? It was a bit, you know, the last five, the last five, ten minutes, it was a bit, a bit heart and mouth, wasn't it? They were putting a lot of crosses in. And like I said, that's going to happen in the defenders' coat well. But if we could control a football game, there wouldn't even be a risk of that yeah. happening. And that's that's what I'm getting at. Uh, because we could have easily just conceded a header and drawn one all and then, you know, it'd be four points out, out, of, out of nine instead of oh, whatever, however many we're on. I don't know. Four points out of 12 instead of six yeah, out of 12. I, I, think, I, think there's certain, I think I look at more a little bit more positively than you. I, I'm just, I'm so happy that we now, we now have a... Uh, solid foundations to build upon which we just haven't had for such a long period of time like that that's the most important thing for me and you know things kind of uh can obviously need to improve offensively and we've got in terms of controlling a game we obviously only saw what 10 minutes of of casemiro i think that him coming in from the start instead of a player like mctominay i think that'll that'll massively help and you know like you said our defense looks the the best thing about about a team right now, and we've got Casemiro to come into that. Yeah, like it's, how how many times would like a cross go in? You know, you know, last season you'd be like, oh fuck me, here we go. But now it is not. Sorry if we're butting in, but it is nice just to you know back your defense to do well. Like even Delone, mm. man, do you know what I mean? Even he looked pretty decent. Um, so it is it is really good, and let's hope they can keep this partnership going. Yeah, and on Delone, we might as well uh, continue with that. I mean, and the goal, what a what play it was, like I said, it was very the the good play was very sporadic, but for that goal, it, yeah. that was that was lovely. I mean, Elanga started it off by cutting inside. I think it was a pass to Sancho, Sancho to uh, back out uh, to Delo, like a lovely triangle, yeah. and then literally the perfect pullback to to Bruno, who you know had a lovely finish as well. So that, I mean, that play is if we can get yeah. that more consistent. Just the, those passages play because oh, that's yeah. a classic City goal, isn't it? Going to the byline, that pull back, and then and then a finish. A little bit. I wouldn't say like you know having to put in a yeah. It's normally in the box, isn't it? Really, a City goal. Usually a five yeah, yard yeah. tapping. Because without you know without a world class finish, that you know mm-hmm. that's in yeah. Rose Ed, isn't it? Um, so yeah, it was good. And like I say, I'm not expecting moves like that every time. I'm just thinking. I'm just expecting. The effort to do it or looking like there's some kind of iteration mm. of it. Do you know what I mean? Like far too many times we'd get the ball and then Sancho would just run and not pass it or Rashford would and it's just weird. But the goal, great little link up play, as I said. I said in the, I think I said last week, even in the Liverpool game, you could see like 
Delone, McTominay and Bruno playing triangles who, like, if you're looking at it on the face of it, are probably three of the worst players in the team at the minute or have been in the last few, you know what I mean. So, like, if they can do it, you could, the rest of the team can do it as well. So it is really encouraging to see and it was a good move and a great finish as well. Um, and I'm glad he got it because if not, that will have been one of his worst performances for United in a while, Bruno, and that's saying something. Because I thought he was really bad on Saturday. I thought he was the worst player in the team yeah. by quite a long way. I know, I know we're saying Ericsson was bad as well, and I do think he was poor. But again, Bruno's one of these players like Ericsson, you know, a few a few passes might not come off, but he will affect the game in the sense that he links up plays a bit, you know, metronomic can control the tempo of things and stuff like that. But when Bruno's not having a good game, he does nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't feel like he contributes to the team. Not, apart from not only that, he away. doesn't like, all right, I'll do the right things. I'll do. I'll be a bit quiet, you know, do the right things. Like, yeah, I'll do the, like, I'll do the example, simple stuff, you know, half, just play. Literally, on half-time, the stroke of half-time, you've got a really dangerous free kick. You've got Christian Oakson and Bruno over now. I was begging for Christian Oakson to take it. I, I, I was sat there yeah. going, why the fuck and is he's, he he's this? Because you could see him yeah. setting up, and I was like, surely not. I mean, Christian Oakson is so much better. Well, the last one he took was against Liverpool, and without a world-class save from Alisson, yeah. that's in the top Exactly, corner, and then that was it? a really, really difficult mm. angle. Um I mean, we, like mm. thinking he probably was going to cross it there, and he put it almost top bins. I mean, Christian Eriksen. I think other than other than James Ward-Prowse, who's on the other team, I think Christian Eriksen is one of the, one of the best set pieces, if not the second best in the Premier League, probably. Um, yeah. Well, if you you look at Bruno's like stats from the game, sixty eight percent of passes completed. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not great, is it? Possession giveaway sixteen times compared to Eriksen, which is I can't even see it. Oh, 16 as well, actually. But like, he's got the worst pass accuracy in the team by a mile. Like Even like a Langers is better. So this is what I mean. I think he needs to iron this out. It's not It's not all about him anymore, man. Do you know what I mean? Let the other players link play. Everyone in that forward line can play a good pass. They're not bad footballers. They're all pretty technically good footballers, especially Sancho. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't always have to be him. It doesn't always have to go through him. Um, so like I said, we'll see how he goes. Reassess kind of stuff like that at the end of the season, as with the team, but... I, I do worry that Man United has outgrown the need for Bruno now because we don't, you know, we're not relying on him as much anymore, are we? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. I, I, and would, but would you play? Because I mean, Christian Eriksen, I know we saw him at, at, at Brighton play a very advanced role. I think it was like playing false nine, and he looked a lot better when he dropped deeper. Yeah. But Christian Eriksen, he, he seems. I mean, I know it's only it was only one game, but do you, would you would you want to see maybe Casemiro? Fred and then Ericsson in the um Rene Ericsson um, attacking mid, yeah. is that what you're saying? And drop Bruno out? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um I I'm I am i am umming and ahhing and flitting between the two, but after that the other day I do yeah. think so, yeah. Um I'd like to see it tried at least once. I think Leicester would be a decent test and see how we go. Um, because Casemiro is obviously going to play, Fred has to play. Like we can't play Ericsson and Bruno on the same pitch together. It just clearly mm. doesn't work. Um, unless you're playing a very poor team, like we just managed with Southampton. But yeah, other other than that, I think it, it's going to have to happen at some point. But then it's going to be hard to leave one of them out, isn't it? Because they're both going to be expecting to yeah. play every week. I, I don't. I don't think we've got any chance of seeing that personally. But I understand the the call for it. Uh, with him yeah. scoring as well, I don't think there's there's any chance of it. Um, so we started with exactly the same team that started against Liverpool. Um, what what did yeah. you what did you think about that? Are you are you happy with like the manager? You know, rewarding good performances with starts, or did you want to see 
Yeah, no, that that is good, isn't it? But I, I would have just yeah. liked to see Casemiro in there, man. He's going to have to start at having some point, that, isn't he? Having said that, we... McTominay, I thought was, I honestly thought he was unbelievable. Yeah, I thought he was the best good, player yeah. on the pitch. Personally, yeah. I think because not for what he did in an attacking sense, of course, but like you say, for long periods of that game, we were defend, uh, defending. And I think partly yeah. the trouble where crosses kept coming in and we just didn't look troubled. I think they hit McTominay so many times. I think defensively he was he was he was really really good. Yeah, I, I, I've got to be quite honest. I was a bit hungover when watching this, so I might not have picked up on everything that you have. But he was good. He didn't really put a foot wrong. You know, it's Scott McTominay. He's not going to be the most impressive player in the world. You know what I mean? He's not got the most ability about him, but he has looked very solid in the last couple of games. But at some point, you're going to have to change it up, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I think you're yeah, just going to have to. You can't just wait until McTominay has a disaster class to bring him in. Yeah, you've got, to put, you've got to put Casemiro in. I mean, yeah. Like you say, he can't yeah. wait until McTominay has a bad game. Although, I don't think it will be that long. <laughs> that could be, that, that, that could be yeah. Thursday, to be fair, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I, what did you think? So what is next for, for Maguire, for Ronaldo? Um, obviously, didn't get a start for the, the second time in a row. Obviously... We want to stick yeah. with the same back line, surely, for, for Leicester. But I don't think we should be offloading Maguire just yet for the fact that Varane, you know, he's going to get injured, unfortunately. And then... Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's why you're going to have to have three decent centre-backs at the club, isn't it? Because you can't rely on Varane. Um, but, you know, he's played two games in a row. Let's not get... And I don't think it's the issue where Varane can't play two games in a week um, at all. Because it's not fitness, is it? Yeah. It's just injuries. It's not like he can't do it. Um, so it, it's a bit of a different thing. So, I don't know. Play Varane until you know he gets injured, then put Maguire in and see, see how it goes again. And hopefully it's not like Brighton and Brentford. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a weird one, isn't it? I, I'm still not fully convinced that Ronaldo will stay. I feel like something might happen. Um, but Maguire's obviously not going to leave. And if he wasn't club captain and wasn't so heavily replied, relied upon under Oli and Ranić, then he might be okay with it, you know, t- rotating and stuff like that. But he's not going to be, is he? I think he'll probably be moving on next season. But again, I don't know who, where or really what his level is, to be quite honest. Um, but it is a bit embarrassing having an £80 million signing on the bench, which is why it took so long for it to happen, because it is a bit embarrassing that, you know, our soon-to-be third most expensive player ever is going to be playing like 20 games a season or something. Yeah, I think it does help with, obviously, a change of... Uh, change of management. Ten Hag coming, yeah, manager coming and, in. Yeah, know, doesn't fit doesn't fit his style of play. We could have predicted it didn't really fit his style of play with with a high line. Although we did say that probably, you know, Daily Blinds has played who's not that mobile, but I think Varane and Martinez playing so well together, I think, you know, that's that's and how poorly we did play in the first two games. I think it's just made the decision very, very easy. Mm, yeah, you don't always need pace to play well in a high line, but I don't know. I, st- I still like Maguire. I don't think he's a bad defender at all. I think he gets a bad rap by like reaction from United fans and people that don't really know football that well, if I'm quite frank. But yeah, he's, he's, I don't know. We'll see. Like It's it's different playing in the Eredivisie in a high line to here as well. Because Ajax are by far and away the best mm. team in that division, or a decent gap to Feyenoord and PSV, I'd say. Maybe not on points last season, but in terms of personnel and everything. Um, and how much they spend. But... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a bit different going from being a dominating team in the league who's winning some matches like 13-0 and then coming to, you know, the team that's probably sixth best in the league at the minute and trying to do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, 
So uh, uh, that's for the point about Daily Blim being able to do it, because obviously it's a very different beast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like and one final thing about the the game. Uh, McTominay handball. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it hit his arm, I think, three times. So did you think it was handball? Also, uh, uh, another to add another dimension to the you know complexity of it, it was over... This is what they said on the commentary team on BT, that it was over the time. The ball didn't go out of play uh, for a long period of time. And actually, the clock ticked over what was the acceptable time for them to look at a VAR decision. So regardless of if he had a buddy caught it and threw it up in the air, he could have done that. And if the referee didn't give it, it was over the VAR time. So it wouldn't have been able to be checked anyway. So what what are you thinking? Do you think it was handball? And what do you think about that rule? Yeah, it's a stupid rule, isn't it? I don't really understand that. I do, I do get it for like little things, obviously, but with something that great, I think it's a bit stupid. There shouldn't really be a time limit on it. I think that's a weird. Like, why can't you just stop the game yeah, if yeah. it's a penalty? Like, surely if it was a penalty, if they thought it was, they would have stopped it. I assume. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I don't. Because, no, because you actually, I remember watching it. But it was only fucking three days ago. Well done, Del. <laughs> two actually. Um, and he said the VAR checks complete no handball. He actually did the check whilst the game was going on. Did they? I, I definitely remember them saying uh, that. I'm in sure. which case, yeah, I have. I obviously have the one well, doing the watch-alongs. Unless that was another game. Unless oh. I watched the Spurs Forest game last night. Yeah, unless was I'm pretty that sure well. that they said the time. No, has the ball was still hadn't gone out of play, and they said that well, the time for the VAR check is is expired, so they 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 can't look at it anyway. Right. That yeah that. That's weird. I do think it probably was a penalty, but it's one of them, isn't it? He's not done it on purpose, and I don't like. In the rules of the game, it is a penalty, but I, I, I don't want to see them given. Like, if it obviously good if it's for United because we might score, but like in terms of the game as a whole, I don't really like to see them given because what can you do? Do you know what I mean? He was running, he's kind of jumped up for a header, and then his arms just there. It's mm-hmm. not like he's done it on purpose or he's blocking the ball from going anywhere because he's heading it, he's heading it away from goal, Che Adams, isn't it? Yeah, he? that's so, it. It's not. A, it's um, not about intention necessarily anymore it's, it's about not intent anymore whether it's it? a natural position no. or not that's that takes pro, uh prominence well that, that yeah like okay. you can jump it's have your arms that, a little bit out because you're in a jumping motion and it mm. not be handball but i think it was that far kind of away from his body i think the first time it hit his, his hand that is handball it's a question of it was right on the very edge of the area if it's on the line it's handball like but you know could it have been possibly I think that's one thing they would have had to look at. They would have had to look is is it handball? Okay, is it in the area? That would be the second thing they'd, they'd have looked at. I think I personally yeah. think the, the first time it hit his arm. The other ones I'm not so sure about because McTominay actually had his hand on the player, so that is a natural position because he's just, you know just marking the player, and then it hit his hand as he's marking the yeah. player. So then that was a natural position for me because he's he's actually he's marking the player. But the first time it was a little bit away from his yeah. body. I think that was when it was handball. It's it's a weird one with the handball rule because I think it it's it's obviously there has to be certain rules and you know policies put on it to make it clear for referees and you know assistants what to give and what not to give and so the players know what they can and can't do. But I think it's different. Like if your arms there in that situation, I think it shouldn't be a penalty. But I don't know how to explain it. But then if you're on the goal line and your arms there, it's a bit different, isn't yeah. it? Like the jeopardy of it. But obviously there has to be well, a rule. So. In the rules of the game, yes, it was a handball, but I don't think. It well, I think be. the 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 difference there in the decision would be if you're on the goal line, it would be a penalty, but it would be a yellow card if it's unintentional. If it's not, you haven't actually moved your hand towards the ball. 
yeah. it would be a yellow card, even though mm. you're denying a, a goal scoring opportunity because of the the intent, you'll be given a yellow card. If you've actually dived into the top corner and saved it, then you'll be given a red, and it would be a penalty. Yeah, it, it, well, that rule makes a bit of sense. I don't know. I don't, it's it's weird, isn't it? To be quite honest, it's it's a bit boring talking about like VAR and all this shit in it. Like after two or three years, it's just a constant yeah. conversation with it all the time. Um, there's a different problem with it every couple of weeks, like more so, less so now than at the beginning. But it's still such a big topic that it does make me wonder if it's worth having at times. Mm. To be quite honest, no, I think it has improved the game, but I mean, oh. yeah, that's a topic for another. It has, it has in a way, but like you know, when players can't celebrate goals, or you know, you think you've scored and you haven't, or you haven't scored, but then you have, and you know, it's just, it's just a bit. It takes a bit of the fun out yeah. of football, doesn't it? You know, and you know, when you've seen like a bit of a dodgy thing not be given by the referee, then you sat there for the next two minutes shitting yourself, wondering if it's a penalty or mm. this or that. Um, it has got better, but it's just there's still so many things to iron out after quite a few years of experience with it and stuff, which is annoying. Yeah. I agree. So let's move away from the football um, and football on the pitch, at least. And let's talk about uh, our new player. We've had a here we go. It's not all official yet. Um, and that what... is Martin. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> the big one. Yeah, the, it's uh, obviously Anthony for 100 million euro. I think that's 85 million pounds. Um, obviously, that is a lot of money. Too much money. However, you know, at least we've we've got it over the line. I would have probably preferred to have seen, probably preferred to see us play pay Frankie De Jong's Barcelona fee and get him in over over Anthony. To be honest, uh, I think mm. you know having the spine of the team. Yeah, you know, I think it would probably be about what eighty five, ninety million if we were to pay that for De Jong the the fee. Yeah, well, I think the fee the fee we had agreed was eighty. Mm, yeah, so it'd probably be a ninety five. It'd be a very similar win. figure, wouldn't it? It'd be it'd be over hundred mm. million quid, I think, for him. Like pounds, not euros. Yeah, well. yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'd prefer to see that. He's obviously got four goals. He's had a really good start in the in the Eredivisie this season. Four goals in three appearances. Um, last season, I think a lot of people are just looking at his 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 league stats with. Eight goals, four assists, and twenty-three appearances, which isn't great. But if you look kind of beyond that, in the in the in the Champions League, he had two goals, four assists. So I mean, that's six goal contributions in seven appearances. And then in all competitions, he did well in the cups as well, which took him to total of twenty-two goal competitions in thirty-three, which is, sounds a lot better than um, twelve in 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 twenty-three. So yeah. so yeah, I think it is a lot of money. He's obviously adds a new dimension to the team, a left-footed uh, winger to kind of cut inside. Um, he's obviously he's a bit of a he's a bit of a flair player, isn't he? he likes a one-on-one. He's got low bags of tricks yeah, in him. It'll probably trick. be exciting player to watch. Definitely, definitely get you up off off mm-hmm. your seat. But you're like having young Ronaldo. Yeah, again. exactly. Yeah, he's a mini Neymar, isn't he? Apparently, that's what people have touted him as. Well, Is he? I've just said. Wow. Yeah. Have you yeah. Just made well, no, I think I've heard that before. I've heard that before. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. So, what yeah, do you what do you think it, of it? Yeah. Um, I'm happy with it. So, in terms of the stats and stuff, I do think like modern football has been ruined by stats a bit. To be quite honest, 
Like, stats isn't always a way to judge a player if that's not how they play. It's not the be-all and end-all. Like, yes, you'd expect a winger you're spending 100 million euros on to have a goal contribution probably every game in the Eredivisie, like Haaland did it, you know, at Dortmund or something, or like Bruno did at Sporting. But not everyone needs that, and not everyone's, you know, just a pure output player. Some people affect the game in different ways and are better at other things, and that's a good mix you need to have as a football team. You know, like Bernardo Silva doesn't get bags full of goals, but he affects the team really in a good way, and he's good yeah, technically. Like you know Jack what I mean? Grealish is a amazing Amar- ball carrier. Yeah, or like even even a Mar- like a Mares isn't you know a prolific goal scorer, but when you've got a good team around them and you know how to play, you know have jobs and know what they're doing, then it works. And I think that's what this signing's about. So in terms of that, I'm not too concerned. Um, sorry, there's gonna be a train going past my house, so it might be a bit loud, but I'm so warm I can't <laughs> close my window. Um, so yeah, with stuff with stuff like that, I'm not really too bothered in terms of the fee. Um, initially I was a bit like fuck me why are we spending that much that could have gone to so many different things but when you think this is taken to, you know till two days before the deadline and get over the line and apparently apart from the goalkeeper signing which I've just said is Dubravka you're not coming to us with news anyway you know this by now it's coming out on off Tuesday um, apparently we're not going to be signing anyone else anyway so if we did save that money and went for a Gakpo or Pedro Neto then there's no guarantee that we'd spend that money anyway because there's only two days left of the window and you know it it doesn't sound like they've got time or don't think they've got time to get anything else done. So I'd like, I'd at least rather spend the money rather than having sitting there and, you know, the Glazers reabsorbing it again for another year. So, yeah, I'm not too bothered about the fee. And transfer fees are they're what a team wants for a player rather than what they're worth now. It's not what a player's worth anymore. Like, it used to be what a player was worth or, you know, in relative terms to someone else of their level that might have moved before them. Um... But it's just what that team wants. Like, not no big team in the Champions League anymore. You know, unless you're in a really small nation, needs the money that badly. So Ajax didn't really need the money. They already got fifty, sixty offers for Martinez. If so, um, is it Schurz or Schur or something like that to Torino? They've brought in like eighty million from transfer fees already this summer. They didn't really need to sell him. Um, so they're going to ask for a stupid fee because he's the best player. There's three, four days left in the transfer window when yeah. the fee was agreed. I do think. Go on. If we'd have tried. If we'd tried to get the sign in at the start and not spent so much time, we would have got him for mm. probably mm-hmm. about thirty million pound less, to be honest. I reckon no. Nah. Oh yeah, I was going to say about sixty. I, I thought you were going to say thirty million then, so that's a bit much. No, thirty less. But yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I'm, yeah, no, I'm not talking about how United have gone about the deal at all. I'm just exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So the transfer window's close to shutting, so he's going to cost more. Ajax don't need the money; they've not got time to replace him. Um, and that's it. And Ajax also know that United are desperate, are going to want the right winger deal doing do soon. Ten Hag really wants him. Anthony really wants to go. So they're more likely to pay. You know, they might have actually been happy with 80 million euros, but they might have thought, well, these are desperate. We can squeeze out another 10, 15, 20 million out of these. That's what they try to do. It's like the Harry Maguire signing. He wasn't worth 80 million, but Leicester, first season, not in Europe for a long time. So they've got all the money from the Europa League and the Champions League. Um, they've got very good owners, a lot of money, a good new stadium, a lot of other great players. You know, English TV money is ridiculous now. In in the fact that probably Fulham have more, get more money every week than you know uh, a like Villarreal or a fucking Valencia or something, which is crazy. Or even every team in Syria. Um, 
So no one needs the money, and that's why we paid that money for Maguire because United, every every club knows, especially probably more so in in the last few seasons, that United are bad at dealing with transfers. They leave it late, and then they overpay for people, and they know United have got the money because we consistently spend it most seasons and most transfer windows. So that's the thing with transfer fees. It's like, oh, sorry, I've I've really waffled on here, and it probably doesn't even make sense the point I'm trying to make anymore. But in a nutshell. The club didn't need to sell him. They don't need the money. They know United have money. They know it's late in the window. He's still a good player. Ten Hag really wanted him. And they knew he was his top target from months ago because we first held talks him in fucking May or June or something like that. So that's why we paid so much. Is he worth 100 million euros? No. Is he on the same level as Hazard when he went to Chelsea? No. Is he on the same level as Bale or Ronaldo or Neymar or even a Pogba or someone like that? No. But that's what Ajax wanted. We were willing to pay it. That's what we're paying. Don't judge him next week if he plays against Arsenal and doesn't do a world, you know, score a worldie or get an assist or you know, nutmeg Zinchenko or something crazy like that. Just give him time. He's 22. He's still young. He's not played in the top five league before. Obviously, there's going to be pressure on him from the media because they're all brain dead and like clickbait titles nowadays, as do people on Twitter and TikTok as well, to be honest. But that doesn't mean that it transpires, you know, it transfers to how good he actually is. So, United fans, just give him time. Don't expect him to be the reincarnation of Ronaldo just because we spent a lot of money on him. And let's see what happens. But he's probably the best option we could have got. The money's not mine. It wouldn't have been spent in other areas anyway because our owners and transfer dealers are shit. So, let's just see how he does. Um, Waffle over. That took way too long. I'm very sorry about that, listeners. But that's yeah, what I think. Uh, I, oh, <laughs> this is why you don't ask me questions first. <laughs> I had a look at um, <laughs> Depay stats when we bought him from PSV. I know you just said about stats, you know, but uh, it's, it's mm. not the be-all and end-all, of course. Depay's uh, are going to be quite good. Well, it was, it was 12. It's very similar ages. I think it was 22, 20, uh, 21, 22. I couldn't be asked to work it out, but um, it was 21 or 22. Easy. No commitment. <laughs> 12, 12 goals, 8 assists in 32. So, I mean, that that's, I mean, Gakpo is on 12 goals, 13 assists. Anthony is on, uh, what did he have? This is in Eredivisie, by the way, uh, eight goals, four assists. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it. I'm just using that as an example of, it's a lot of money to, to play, to pay for a player that we, we've already paid for and, and he flopped. He was 35 million. Obviously, football inflation, it, that's probably worth about 65, 70 million now. Um, but still, yeah, it is a lot of money to pay, but you, we've already gone over that. We can't, just because it's a lot of money doesn't mean he's going to he's gonna do a rainbow flick and bang it from the halfway line. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a big risk for, for me, even if, even if it yeah. is uh, Ten Hag's... Uh, like priority signing wasn't it from the start yeah every every signing's a risk though isn't it there's no guarantee that any signing's going to work you know like i said look at hazard you know there's been there's been loads of signings that haven't worked so let's just see how he does and for once i'm not going to be depressing about it and just you know put mm-hmm. my faith in him and give him some time because if not you know we've always got rashford to come in we've always got a langer to come and it's not the end of the world if he has a yeah. bad couple of games and do and so like you, I think you've already said that we're, we're likely that this is our last bit of big business. Uh, Gakpo, mm-hmm. I I almost I do want him to because the more options the better. But if Gakpo comes in for like thirty million, yeah. thirty five million euros, everyone is going to compare the two literally. And it, unless and Anthony completely outshines Gakpo, then it would be. It would be like, oh, he's paid this much money on Anthony, and, and Gakpo's the one that's making it. I mean, it would it would be pretty horrendous in terms of 
even United fans, it would be pretty horrendous. Yeah, I mean, it it would, but there's always narratives about this anyway, let's be honest. Um, you know, there's always shit. Like we said last week, you know, United beat Liverpool 2-1, beat Liverpool for the first time in ages, we turned a bit of a corner, and then it's like, well, Bruno and Ronaldo can't play together, where's Maguire in yeah, all this? Yeah. So, it's, so there's always going to be shit. It's, you know, with by far the biggest club in England and in the top three clubs and the biggest clubs in the world, so... There's going to be stories made about us regardless because people will just make yeah. shit up if there's nothing to talk about to get clicks and views. So I wouldn't have been mm. worried about that at all. It wouldn't make a difference to the players. Players have way more pressure on them than that and have had way worse things said about them than that. Um, and the options would have been good, you know. Um, Gapo, Anthony, Sancho, Rashford. And then I probably would have kept Alanga as well. Martial, mm. that's six or seven decent level forwards. Obviously, Alanga's a bit worse. He's a bit younger, a bit more yeah. raw. To be honest, um, I think Gakpo... But that would have, that would have been some Gakpo really good with options. Gakpo with the... The option to play him as a nine would be, would be great. Yeah, yeah. he's a lot more direct as well. He's a different. So you've got Sancho and Anthony who are a bit more creative, and then you've got Alanga, Rashford, and you know um, Gakpo who are a bit more kind of explosive and you know getting behind and getting in front of people. So it would have been a nice little mix, to be fair. You know, you could have you could have had Anthony and Sancho one week, Rashford and you know Rashford and Gakpo the next. You know, Alanga and Sancho one week. I think it would have worked quite well, but. Um, I'd never believe the rumours that we're going to go for them both. A lot of people are saying that. I don't get why people were thinking that was ever going to happen, to be quite honest. It obviously wasn't. Um, so we'll get fed some bullshit. They didn't They didn't have time to complete the deal or something. But let's be real. They want £40 million for him. He really wants to sign for us. You could get it done in six hours if you really yeah. wanted him. Um, with, with there not being the chance. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting well. It doesn't matter, though. He, he, apparently, they only want to keep him for the qualifiers. And they've played them now. It wasn't a case of, is he going to come or is mm. he not, if they qualify. Of course he's going to come. He plays a PSV. No disrespect. Obviously, they're in the Champions League, you know. But they're not a better team than us, are yeah. they? Let's be real. And you know, how, many how many times did you see us sign players, like, years, a couple of years ago? You know, we sound like Di Maria when we weren't in the Champions League, stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure we can get a young lad from PSV. Um, but, yeah, I, I never got my hopes up that it was going to happen. I, I, I could see him going to Spurs or something next year or something, but... You know, maybe we'll revisit it next year if Alanga goes out on loan or someone's got an injury or Martial goes or Ronaldo goes. And it would have been nice to have a stack forward line with five or six good options, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, I really I do guess. worry about the number nine position, to be honest. Ronaldo could I do. I could can't go. believe we've not I mean, for anyone. Martial, it's just so frustrating. He, we, he, can't, he can't be relied on. So he can't be relied on. I want to see him do well, yeah. but... Can't put all your we both said we would start. Well, all three of us, Dave, uh, you, and me, said we would 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 start Martial, and then he gets injured in in training yeah. or whatever. So, you know, you just like you say, you just can't rely on him, in, which means we've got to play Marcus Rashford, who yeah, he's had one good game against Liverpool, but wasn't great um, at the weekend. I don't think he really got the service, but no, he wasn't. But the thing is, no. with Rashford, he can't really hold the ball up, like you know. You can't if we're if we're struggling. No. We can't, in, especially if we're going long with De Gea. I just don't see it working. We need some somebody to no, hold the ball up. It kind of forces us to. Yeah, it kind of forces us playing that counter-attacking yeah. kind of style, doesn't it? In a way, with his kind of off the shoulder and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's not great. Kalajic is going to Wolves as well. Like we said a couple of weeks ago, he's not a world beater, but he would have at least been a decent option if you had to play him a few games a season. I'm sure he would have been happy with that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not great. I think we needed a striker more than we needed Ericsson, to be quite honest with you, um, or someone like that. Even though it's a good signing, don't get me wrong. I just don't think they've got the priority straight. But also, um, 
the one sympathy I have for them in doing a deal for a striker is the market isn't really great at the minute. I think the only viable options really like a you know, a Skamaka who's gone to West Ham and Isak who's gone to Newcastle, or I don't think really would have suited Altenag wants to play anyway. Um, and there's not really many, many other options beyond that. We, I think we plucked like four or five names out of thin air, but you wouldn't be like, yeah, get him, he'll, he'll fit in straight away and do really again, well. Do you know what I mean? It's, again, no, uh, it's because we've left it late. Like, No, no, but who would you sign? If you could sign a striker tomorrow, like time constraints are no thing, who are you, we can realistically get who you're taking that's going to instantly improve that team and start every nobody, week. Nobody that who will start, getting? but I don't think you need to, to have somebody that's going to start every week. I think you can have a rotational player. Well, you, well, you're not going to if Martial's injured after the season and Ronaldo might go. Well, that's it. Well, that's this it. Is what I'll, I mean. get, I'll get well, give, me, for, give me someone who's for, good enough then to be to... Um, five mil or whatever, <sighs> whatever it's going to be, just pennies really. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's not really centre forward. No, but is I he? think that would that would help in terms of the attacking uh, fluidity. I think that would be. Uh, uh, be good. I know he's not going to hold the ball up like a number nine, but I, I think as as have an option in there instead of forcing you. Let's say Ronaldo doesn't want to be there, whatever. Um, not playing Ronaldo, you instead of forcing to have Rashford up top. Um, yeah. And you can play. You can play him wide. You can play, again. He's, the flexibility is really crucial for me. You can play him on uh, on the the wing, or you can play him as a, a centre forward. Yeah, I, yeah, that's not a bad shout. Um, but I'm not going to lie, I, I wouldn't have been overly enamoured if we brought him back in. It didn't work yeah. last time, do you know what I mean? I and it's not... really... But, yeah, there's, but again, like, there's not many options mm. out there, is there? So, I think maybe wait until next year. Because if we're quite honest, we're going to need a starting centre-forward next season. I think we are going to need one. So maybe it's better to just wait for once. Yeah. Um, but a player that we maybe. are definitely going to get in, uh, and that is had a here we go as well. Five mm-hmm. with, with well, it's a loan deal with an option to buy for five million, and that is Dubravka. Um, I think I'm sure you're in agreement with me that he will be a second choice, he will be the second choice keeper. Yeah, he's, he's not, yeah, I'm not overly enamored. No, by me this neither. One, in, in, actually, I was looking at his, his uh, yeah, yeah F ref about you know, shit, <laughs> it's worse it? than De Gea with the ball at his feet. Actually, mate, he launches fifty percent of uh, of his his non non goal kicks. Any passes to them to him, he launches fifty. That's thirty seven yeah, think... with De Gea. He's got a worse short pass accuracy as well. If I uh, if I find that it's um, mm. it's it's as bad as a if not worse than De Gea with the ball at his feet. The only thing that's better is is, is better at stopping crosses. Mm. But in terms of defensive actions outside the area, it's not great either. I think in terms of launches and stuff, you'd have to obviously be mindful that half of these stats are playing under Steve Bruce yeah, last season great. at Newcastle. That's going to be a bit different. Um, but yeah, it's not great. It'll be fine, you know, to be on the bench. He'll be, you know, he's better than Tom yeah. Heaton. Let's not be stupid. He's not a bad like backup mm-hmm. option. Um, I think we're looking at it a bit too much because even like you don't even really want De Gea to go. Um, I think where we want someone, I think you do as well, want someone that could come in and realistically challenge yeah. De Gea, and it's just not going to be that. So in a way, it kind of makes I'm completely open-minded after um, this season, though. If Dean Henderson is keeps up what he's doing at Forest and looks class with the ball at his feet, 
I'll be more than happy. Yeah. And, and we continue the play style that we are doing now, launching it long because of De Gea. I'm completely fine with Dean Henderson uh, uh, coming in and being our, our starting keeper. 100%. I'm not like bloody... I'm not a fanboy that no matter what, De Gea is, De Gea is a starting keeper because of, of what he's done for the no, club. No, I know. I always take the piss out of you, but I know. Um... Mm. But yeah, I, I, what does what do you think? Do you think this means anything for Dean Henderson? Chances the fact that we have got that five million option to buy. No, no, me neither. No. I think I don't. Well, why does it? Because he's obviously never going to be anything more than a than a backup goalkeeper, is he? So I think either way, we could make it permanent and then sell both of De Gea and Henderson, or sell one, or you know, or loan one mm. out again. Um, so I don't think it means anything. I think they've just got that buy option. In case, in case you want him for next season, um, and they'll probably reassess the goalkeeper situation then. So I do think it's in, in terms of you know the potential fee and how they've done the deal. It is a good, safe deal. I just think there would have been better options out there. But again, you're pigeonholing yourself and you're giving yourself two days to get it done. And we've been in talks with him for a yeah. week, um, which you know when it takes you a week to sign a 31 year old, you know second choice goalkeeper from fucking Newcastle. It doesn't fill you with confidence, mm. does it? Like, God knows how we got a fucking Anthony and Ericsson and Martinez over the line and Casemiro when it takes that long to sign him. Um, but yeah, I, d- I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I think that, that by option just gives us a bit of security that if we say we do sell Henderson, then we've got someone there to come in straight away and help De Gea out or help Henderson out. And like I said, he's not a bad option as a sub-goalkeeper. He's fine, you know. Romero was good, but let's not act like he was, he was yeah. world-class. He was decent. Um, and you know we've had worse sub goalkeepers. I think it's just because most United fans want, like I said, want to see someone who's going to challenge De Gea and have at least a bit of hope that something could change there. And you know, if we signed a young goalkeeper from somewhere like the Bundesliga who's got decent looking stats, and you'd be like, oh, you know, you could play a few good cup games. De Gea has a couple of howlers. You could see it changing or something. But there's no chance of it happening with this deal. And I think that's why we've got him in because they've you know made the bed with De Gea for the season. And sadly, we're going to have to lie in the you know wallow in our own shit and piss when we're. <laughs> You know, he's got 99% launches this season. We have 5% possession in every game and Rashford's having to, you know, play on stilt so we can <laughs> win a fucking header. Um, but yeah, it's it's all right. You've depressed me now. Fuck you. <laughs> Press me with this fucking goalkeeper talk Well, we'll, t- we'll talk about um, uh, a positive, uh, a youngster. We've actually got a, a loan deal complete for a young lad going out on loan. Although we had Ethan Laird complete, I guess, as well. But I'd like to see more more of them go yeah. on loan. Like, um, uh, Bloody Jesus Christ. Uh, Ahmad going out on loan as well. Palestri, I'd like to see go out on loan. But uh, yeah, we have got Hannibal Mabry. It seems like we've got like a, quite a good connection with Birmingham. Obviously, we had Chong went out on loan last season who was doing well there until he got injured and had to be recalled to the, to the squad. There's no option to buy, which is obviously great to see as well. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on that, if you have any? can't uh, hear you probably a train going by um but as well there is victor victor ossiman as well um we can talk a little bit about ronaldo a swap deal apparently 100 million euros plus ronaldo on loan and we play pay most of his wages for victor ossiman let's just say this ain't gonna happen absolutely no chance so um just don't even bother getting your hopes up. There's no way we're spending that much money, another hundred million, on another player. Bloody no chance. 
Nah. Um, were you just talking about Chong? Then? Yeah, Sorry, I, I was. Maybe. Yeah, I, I continued talking. Moved you on. Just me a question. Topic, I didn't, I didn't answer where, back. Where you went? So. Uh, yeah, sorry. I was, yeah, sorry, everyone. My um, computer just dropped connection <laughs> for a minute. Sorry. Um, yeah, with the maybe one, I think it's a good it's a good move for him. Um, big club as well, Birmingham, aren't they? Even though that you know they're not the best, and they really like Chong, so they, t- they can take to a loan player. Um, so we see how he does. I think it's better loaning them into you know to the English football system. I think we spoke about in, this in the past as well. Like loaning Palistri out to you know Alaves is might be good for him, but. When he comes back to England, it's not going to help him because it's completely different. You know, you've seen world-class players move countries and fall off a cliff, never mind a young lad who's trying to learn the game still. So we'll see, we'll see how he does. And I saw on Twitter a little a few minutes ago, actually, that Chong might be going to Birmingham on a permanent deal, which will be great for both parties because they really liked him. And he is shit, so I'd be happy with that <laughs> if we've got a fucking bag of quavers for the lad, to yeah. be honest. Um, but yeah, the Ossiman one's a funny one. It doesn't really fit how we want to play. Um, I don't really know what is play style is specifically I'm, I've not seen loads of him but I don't think it's someone that really fits a profile of a striker that Ten Hag wants from the bit mm. to have seen um, and you know in terms of the finances of the deal we'll give you Ronaldo and pay you you know we'll pay 80% of his wages for you um, and then we'll pay 100 million quid for your striker in return doesn't really make sense unless United were that desperate to get rid of Ronaldo which I don't think the board are so it's not probably not going to happen. Um, well, that being said, if Awesome M does come, I'll um, be excited because at least we've got a decent striker, well, a different striker in, in some options. But I think it'd be a bit of a random deal to happen so close to the end of the window. Makes sense for Napoli because, you know, their finances are never great. They never really are in Italy unless you're Juventus and even theirs are bad at times. So, you know, getting rid of a striker you paid 70 million euros for for 100 is good and then getting in someone that's going to bring you in so much value commercially and you hardly have to pay anything for him does make sense um but i'm not i'm not really that fussed about it to be honest and it's probably not going to happen it seems like one of them's just a bit you know like the agents and stuff try to you know give chatter about yeah. it try to get it you know create hysteria about it because we know how many links has been from mendez and equally awesome hen's agent probably wants it to happen because he'll get a massive payday and his clients go into a you know, a bigger club on bigger money, so it would make sense for them, but I'm not that overly enamoured by it, to be quite honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, me neither, really. And it's just got zero chance of happening, especially for that fee for me. Um, let's go go away yeah. from Manchester United transfers now and look to Nottingham Forest. I mean, bloody hell, they've had a, the busiest transfer window out of any Premier League team in terms of the quantity. 18 summer yeah. signings now with Loddy, which I think is a fantastic deal i think he lodi is he was starting it's a weird yeah. one that isn't he was, it? he was starting really at the copper america for brazil not longer and now he's in now he's in forest like oh. that's where he starts for atletico as well um, I, I don't know if he he can't have started the, the this season can he because I, I he obviously did he looked really good when it, it like united were well he's, he's yeah. not to start the champions exactly league. yeah oh, fucker um i'm just gonna look who they played against Villarreal. So, I oh, know they're playing a back five at the minute with Thomas Lamar as okay. a left wing back. He's he's found his way awesome. out of the um, Brazil squad now. I think Alex uh, Sandro is is back in on uh, left back. Um, but yeah, he's fucking out. Sorry, they played Saul at left wing back against him. Saul. How, he's got not mobility. How bizarre at all. How odd. Uh, that's really fucking strange, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a falling out because, Jesus. I mean, if they're putting bloody square pegs around yeah, and holes. Yeah, so all played there all pre-season as well. Yeah, maybe something's happened and 
you know, good resale value. Yeah, definitely. Thought they paid that much for. But I mean, in terms, and it looks like as well as Lodi, they're they're looking to sign Willy Bolly and uh, uh, Serge Aurier as well. I mean, Serge Aurier is, is a terrible defender, but He's but. Uh, Willie Bolly uh, apparently he was he was actually mentioned he was actually named in the match day squad just didn't turn up because he's trying to force a move. Yeah, this is this is funny. Yeah, it's um, funny that. So yeah. yeah, I mean that would take their <laughs> summer signings up to twenty if they get them, which is mental. Twenty signings. Yeah, it's too it's too many, yeah. man. It's too you, many, isn't well, it? Well, I can't see it working. And they've not lost that many first teams that I'm aware of either. So fuck knows what's happened with the squad from last season. Yeah. You know, the only notable player that's left is like, well, Graben's left, but I don't know how many games. I think he played a fair few. Obviously, the goalkeeper, Samba, left, but they brought Henderson in. Lolly, I guess. But yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's odd to bring that many players in. Like, they've, they've spent 140 mm. million quid. And obviously, when Lodi comes in, or Lodi's been confirmed, hasn't he? Hasn't yeah, he? yeah. Yeah, it's a bit, well, it's a, it's a loan, isn't it, for five million with a thirty million buy option next season? But you know, when you get Bolly in, that's surely going to push it to about one hundred and fifty, which is crazy for a newly promoted team. Like I said, it just shows the amount of money in the playoffs and the Premier League TV money and everything that teams that haven't been in the Premier League for twenty five years or something can come in and spend one hundred fifty million quid yeah. in one window. Um, but I just I don't hold out much hope for them because when I look at it, I don't see what the plan is with the signings. Um, you know, Gibbs White, Awini it's a bit of a weird one. Froil is very good technically, then you've got a forward who's very much like a bit more pace and power than he is technical ability. Um they've got got a lot of wingers in now as well. Dennis, mm-hmm. obviously Gibbs White Gibbs White can play up the boards there, Lingard. Um it's just a very it's odd to see that many players at once. I can't really get my head around it looking at it. You know, you can't even see them all on one page on your computer. They brought that. Can you remember if you in. had them to su- um, to survive during the predictions? Really? Un- no, I, I had, had them 18th. 18th as well. I had them 18th. Do you what? Do you do you want to yeah. revisit that? Do you think? Do you still back that? No, no, no. I still think. I think they'll, I think they'll stay up. I think it, I think it's so hard, but it's so it, obviously Fulham did it worse when they were last in the prem. Um, but it's so hard to get that many players in, no matter how good they are. And completely change your eleven near enough yeah. in, in you know in a couple of months, and then get straight dropped in at the Premier League. Which let's be honest, some of the players that they have signed won't be up to that level. Some of these signings are bound to flop. They've made nearly twenty for fuck's sake. Well, Villa did, didn't um, they? They one of their hundred million pound yeah. windows. They were it was bloody quantity over quality, and that's the that was the season that they yeah. got. Um, well, relegated. I think it was a one point oh, they survived season by a bloody over the line. Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't he finish fifth one season and he gave O'Neill yeah. loads of money and then he just Yeah, exactly, it. yeah. But then, yeah, so like I said, it's going to be so hard to get them all in and playing together. And, you know, they're going to have to learn to play with each other, learn about them personally and, you know, get a camaraderie going. It's, it's hard enough when you take five or six out of a team, never mind bloody eight, nine or ten. And obviously there is still some of the, the, the boys that have been there for a long time. But you've got to imagine some of these signings. Like they're all going to have to start mm-hmm. playing eventually. Like I know they did last week, this weekend, most of them, but Dennis is going to have to be starting. Williams, Aini, Awaniyi, Gibbs, White, Lingard's going to have to be playing. Froiler, Loddy, you know, Henderson. That's seven or eight just yeah. right there, and that's just from someone who doesn't really know their team that well. Um, but it does look very much like a Fulham, um, like a Fulham window. I think they have had honest. a decent start, though. I mean, four points in against West Ham. And of a draw against Everton. I mean, they never really. I mean, 
the opening game was away at St. James's Park and then they've got the other loss was against Tottenham. They've got Man City next week. I think once you've got those three very, very tricky fixtures out of the way um, to get four points. Yeah, they've got Bournemouth, Leeds, Fulham, Leicester, Villa, Wolves. Yeah, yeah. not that bad, is it? I don't know. I just don't think they're going to do it. I'm just going to. I'm not going to change my opinion now because, like I said, they've got a very good team now. But how much do we really mm. know about them? Like I said, are Easy going to get the goals? Gibbs White's never been a main fixture of a Premier League side before. He was good in the Championship, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, Williams has impressed so far. To be fair to him, um, Dennis. Let's be honest, is quite a decent player, but he didn't really set the world mm. alight at Watford, and they're a similar level of team now. You know what I mean? It's not like he's gone to a top team where he's going to have a lot more of the ball and a lot more chances. Um, Freuler, I do think, is a good one. Lingard, I'm still unsure, and he's looked shit yeah, so yes. far. Um, so, let's, you know, you know, people will say they're going to stay up. Well, how many times have you watched Oral Mangala who they've signed from Stuttgart? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, we don't really know, do we? Which is why I'm not going to put my neck on the line and say they are going to score, uh, stay up. Because when I look at that transfer window, I'm not seeing lots of Prem proven quality who I know for a fact are going to succeed, which is the same as Fulham. There's a lot of players there that I'm not yeah, sure it's about. That's very fair. So I'm going to say no. Yeah, that's very fair. Um, so let's talk about Isaac now. He's gone for 63 million, I think, total. Um, I think I think we're in disagreement here because I think he's that's a really, really good signing. Um, yes, I know what you're going to say. He was crap last season, which, you know. Fair enough, six goals and two assists in 32. That is stinky. very stinky. However, the season stinky before, point. when he's literally um, 20 years old, well, that was his bl- 20 years yeah. old in La Liga, not talking about the Euros, which he obviously had a fantastic uh, Euros as well. 17 goals, two assists in 34 for a 20 year old in La Liga. That's, that's very good. Um, and not only that, he's not known as. He's not necessarily just a goal scorer as well. I think he's got lots yeah, of technical cool ability. Too. You know, he's not like somebody that just just plays off the shoulder. I think his link up play is really good as well. Um, so yeah, no, for me that's that's a fantastic signing for for Newcastle. And if he has a couple of good seasons, there's sell on value there as well. Yeah, I do think it's an okay one. It's just how much is spent on someone that, again, is relatively. You know, not very proven in that in this kind of this kind of level. He wasn't good at Dortmund. He mm. flopped at Dortmund, um, and I think to be quite frank, they're paying this fee for him because of how good his World Cup was a year ago. Sorry, his Euros. Obviously, he's a very good player, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to say too much about it because I've seen bits of him. I've seen bits of him for Sweden at the Euros and little bits of Sociedad, which is a shame because I would have seen him a bit more if he stayed another week. Because um, we're playing him in, on the eighth of September, um, but yeah. I, I, I just think it's a bit too much money for what he is. Like, he's not... 70 million, which is what the add-ons is, so let's just say 60 or whatever, should be getting you... This is a thing, though, isn't it? Again, like, I'm doing it now. I'm doing what other people were doing. Like I said, you can't judge Anthony based on how much he costs, but then I'm judging Isaac, so... Fuck it, yeah, good luck to him. I can't really say... I can't make that point about Anthony and then say they're overpaid because he had a 90 million euro release clause, so Newcastle have done well to get... I am... But New- well, I stopped myself to be fair. But Newcastle have done well to get him in for less than his release clauses. Yeah. But you know, you say you say his passing's great. You know, his his pass completion's like fifty five percent. I mean, that's not fantastic. Mm. Well, I haven't. I know seventy two percent. Dove that deep into the stats, but I think. You- yeah, I just 
I don't know. Um, he's not prolific, but again, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to be quite honest, lads. I don't know enough about him to cast a full judgment on him because I'm a casual. All right, so I'm not going to bullshit you. If you want to, if you want to get a good opinion, don't listen to me. Um, he's, he's, be he's better than Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson isn't always available. He can play up top together. He can play in a two up top. I know that for a fact because he has before. And he's a young, exciting player. And Newcastle at the level where they've got a lot of money, but they're not going to be able to go out and spend that 70... This is actually a good point. I'm proud of myself here. You know, they've got a lot of money, but they're not going to be able to go out and spend 70 million on Haaland or Nunes because they're not mm. good enough yet to get players like that. So, unfortunately, they probably are going to have to get players who are just a level below that, who are, you know, a similar age, not quite, you know, you're not quite sure how good they're going to be yet and overpay a bit because everyone knows they've got money as well. So, it's a good Excellent sign. Point. I'm going to give you a sticker after this. There. Thank you very I, much. Oh, I would have liked to kiss. Do you, know, uh, do you know much about Lucas Pequeta? And he's, he had a... Uh... I, I know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Pequeta. That's it. I'm not even taking the piss out of you. It's Is Pequeta. It? That's the only. That's one of the only. Yeah, it's Pakata. Well, okay, but does any yeah. does anyone actually pronounce it like that? Because I he does because I saw the video. Yeah, but I think you know. But I knew that Brexit. anyway. Do you know? And, do you know that... Andy? Do you know Andy Brassel is? And Andy no, Brassel. That... Do you know who he is? You don't know your football journalist. No, journalist. You, you're right. Um, he's on the football ramble quite often on Sky. He's, he's a European football expert. He's really good. Um, but he's like he speaks Portuguese like like you do. Um, but obviously he's a bit okay, more but the Brexit, clearly, the you know, Brexit a bit more name, intelligent. Pequeta. Pa right. Pequeta. Sorry, another another train. Fuck it, we're going through it. Um, yeah, I've I've not seen a lot of him again. Um, I know he's good. I've seen some videos of him where he looks really good. A lot of clubs were meant to be you know circling around him this year, so it's a good deal for West Ham. Sixty million is a lot of money. Um, considering Leon don't really have that much money, so probably you know they were on about taking fifteen million for hour, but obviously he's not quite as good. I think it's fifty one pounds. Um, I think it's sixty million euros. Is it fifty one pounds? Million. Me, that's cheap. I'm pretty sure it's we million. Well, weren't we in for him? No, you didn't. Yeah. We're doing this well, again. You said pounds, bro. Well, listen to it back in time. We'll tell that I'm. I'm what I was right. interested in um, was it's actually a, right, a uh, club record fee for West Ham. Right. Okay. Why are well, you interested I mean, in that? For Team like team like West Ham, fifty one million. I think that seems pretty pretty low to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it does. But they sign more mm. quantity, don't they? They've signed like seven or eight players this summer. Um, the only thing my worry is with Paqueta. Pa you're making me do it. Well, now. nobody don't say okay. like a bell end, don't, don't. I'm not. It doesn't sound. Like, it's not like I'm putting a French accent. I'm just saying Paqueta. It's easier right, to say than right. Paqueta. Right, we'll just start anything. calling everyone's names right. I'm going to say Bruno Fernandes. I'm going to say Fresh in the in this. Bruno Fernandes. So is that is that what we're going to do Rashford. now? Going to study each player's names to, to yeah. say it like a bell in like the native. Yeah, and again, the centre back the sign, Sven Bortman, is a really good signing as well. Um, Nick Poopy from Burnley, that's a good signing too. Um, anyway, yeah, my worry is I don't know where he fits in that team because he's a bit more of an attacking player. He does do a bit of defensive work, can be box to box, but playing him next to Rice with a back four, I worry. Because neither of them are fully defensive-minded. And also, if you're going to then restrict Rice to just playing a defensive midfield role, you're hindering the best player in your uh, team. Yeah. Um, so, so I do worry about that. Suchek's on his way out. He's not been good for a long time. So I think they're going to play a 3-4-3. Three, three. I think we're going to see a change-up in system. I think we're going to say Emerson, left wing-back. I've been talking to West Ham's fans about this on Twitter. Um, and not credit to them, because I suggested it, and he said that makes sense. So I'm the genius here. 
Um, I think, you know, Emerson, then you've got Cresswell, Aguard, and then Zuma, and then obviously Johnson or, or Kufal, then a pivot of Pakitar and Rice, and then Bowen, Fornals, Skamaka. I think that's a good team. I mean, that's I think, a really good team. I think you've um, just looked at their lineup. They've played a three. No, well, no, actually, they played three five. I've got nothing on my right, screen. I mean, against against Aston Villa, it was their first point of the God. season, and they played with a five back. I didn't even watch it. I've what I've watched none yeah. of that. I swear to mm. God, go back on my tweets because I, I was. I've got a couple of lads I follow on Twitter who support West Ham that I talk to about football in general, and I said. Um, Thingy. Do you think you're going to use a three-four-three? Because I don't see where he fits, and he said, "I think that might be the plan." Yeah. And then look at that. Literally the team I give, but they played a three in midfield yeah. instead of a, a two. And they've got Carer as well. Obviously, I'm surprised. Is that Aguard injured? Aguard. Oh, he must well, be. Well, not... to be honest, I think they would play instead of anyway. Um, I think they could play with. They could go back to, back to a back four and just have him play in front. Four, yeah, three, yeah, play four-three-three. Um, I think that's a possibility because yeah, he tried that then... opening three games of the season. Then he went with a with a like I say back five, and uh, he, he, that was his first points that that he's got this season. So whether he now goes back into the back four, um... I feel like he signed too many defenders mm. to go with back four. He signed Kira, he signed um, Aguard, and he signed um, Emerson as well, hasn't he? So I don't know. I think they've signed a bit too many too many defenders for that. Um... Obviously they've got Corne as well. They've had a very good window. I do I really like yeah. their window, you know. I like every single but, player on there. I wouldn't be upset if we signed any of them other than probably Emerson. Yeah. I think Rice and Paqueta, like you say, is 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 just too attacking. I don't Yeah, that's what yeah. Like I don't know, it, it could work though, because you think, you know, the Conte teams can say a bit more of the water boy, the ball carrier. Rice has got legs for that, hasn't he? And then you've got, you know, someone like a, like a covered... Who did they have in midfield next to fucking Kante? Chelsea under Kante. Uh, who did they have? It wasn't Kovacic, was it? No. Matic, Matic yeah, dickhead. You know, so it it could work. Um, or like a 3-5-2. No, you are? no, I'm just speaking to myself. No, Kovacic signed yeah. a couple of years ago. I think Lampard signed him, actually. Um, All right, but yeah, let's not let's not show our luck. <laughs> yeah, don't, but, um, don't expose. I think, I think, it's, I think it's, yeah, embarrass ourselves. But I think it's a very good <clears> signing. <throat> yes, um, but the fee is quite high, which worries me if they want to resell him. Because realistically, I don't think he's ever going to be like a hundred million pound plus yeah. player. So, but you know, because obviously, if he does hit his ceiling, let's be honest, West Ham fans is not staying at West Ham. Um, but still, a very good signing. Yeah. So let's let's look it. ahead now to. The uh, Leicester game and Arsenal game. There's two before our next podcast. We've actually got two games. Um, what a treat. I know, yeah, exactly. Two very tricky games. Leicester, I know that they've really, really struggled. And it, we could, to be fair, we could put the uh, the nail in uh, Brendan Rodgers' coffin, do you think? I know it's early on. I'd, I'd be excited about that. I'd be happy with that, it, to be honest. Yeah, um, we, we haven't won in... Three matches at, at the King Power. Last, I think the last win that we got was um, Jay Ling's got the final goal of the season, didn't he? Oh, the For last us to day get of the uh, secure Champions League yeah. football. Um, <laughs> since then, we've had a, a draw in in two losses. Was the one? Have we? Was the draw? Was it Boxing Day two years ago, twenty twenty? The, there was one, one. We've had two losses and a draw. Two. I think the yeah. 
the mm. the draw we've had two losses in a row the two most recent one was the premier league one was the fa cup and then it it was a yeah. draw yeah the obviously the one in the prem mm. was 40 wasn't it last season um i don't know that yeah the boxing day one just sticks in my head because i remember rashford missed about three sitters and then bruno scored and i think matter might have scored and then the equalizer near the end anyway it ruined my boxing day um but yeah i I'd love it if we put the nail in Brendy's coffin. I don't like him. I don't like his demeanour. Um, I don't think he's that good. I think he's very overrated. And he, you know, he's a bit of a cop as well, so fuck the guy. So I hope we do. Um, when we were looking at him, or meant to be looking at him a year ago, I, I did say, what the fuck are you doing? And, you know, it might have been an easy one to call, but me and you both said Gerard and Lampard would be the first two to go. Mm-hmm. And look what's happening now. Villa spent the money? Or was it me that said that? Well, I said Gerard would be first sect. I said Rodgers and yeah, I I predicted. I think I did. Um, you know your preseason predictions yeah. with the league table and stuff on TikTok, and I think I put Leicester thirteenth or fourteenth, or maybe mm. around there. And I was like, they're gonna have a really poor season. A lot of the squad's aging. They're gonna let some quality players go, and they're not really brought that many quality players in. Rodgers ended last season poorly. I think they're gonna be going down to the championship in the next five years with the way they're going, and they got pelters for it. Now look at me, Daddy Dog. <laughs> now look at me. I told him. As I'm calling you out, Daddy Dork. This is a clip for you. This can be a clip for TikTok, Daddy Dork. I told you, you've got one point. Let me get this Premier League table up, son. Let me get this up. You've got one point. You're bottom of the Premier League. You've got minus four goal difference. You've had a poor season. I told you, you're finished. You know, get them clappers out for the championship next season because you're going to need it, lad. Vardy's about 96. He can't even run anymore. You're selling your best centre-back to Chelsea. I told you, you're going down. I don't even dislike Leicester, but it just feels so nice to be right, Daddy Dot. What can I say? Um, you know, enjoy looting away next season, <laughs> lad. That's all I can say. You've had your time. You've had your fun. And now it's time for the big boys to take back you over. You know what? I'm That's not going to add anything to that. Uh, other than if we if they lose against United, they've then got Brighton away from home, which probably another loss. Oh, no. No, my score prediction's changing now because I've just took the piss out of them. So now they're going to be batter as <laughs> or something, aren't they? I'm definitely going oh, to Oh yeah, that's it. on TikTok. Um, yeah, you'll get plenty of plenty of comments. Yeah, well we'll put it we'll put it up. It'll get like 2k views and then it'll suddenly shoot up to 100k <laughs> when we get beat 4-0 by Leicester. So yeah, so we do, do a score prediction for it and then we'll just do a score prediction for Arsenal yeah. as well. Uh just because we we're not okay. can't preview that that much for saying I'll, I'll we've got a match before that. Yeah, cuz we've got another game in between. Sorry about this lads, but we you know, we don't like you enough to do two a week. It's not that <laughs> You know, we've both got football, we've both got jobs, we both do TikTok, we both stream a lot. Well, I stream sometimes, Dex streams a lot. Um, so it's just difficult to get it all done. And editing clips as well and stuff like that. A lot of work goes into it. So I'm sorry we're not going to have a one after the Leicester game. But, you know, if we get a win and a loss, it could be, I don't know. Anyway, I'm waffling. Leicester, I'm going to go. I'm thinking, mm, I'm thinking 3 1 or 2 0. And I don't know which one to go for. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 United. Another clean sheet. That'll be a back-to-back uh, mm-hmm. away clean sheets. That'll be bloody... Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. I think um, I'll go... You know what? I'll go clean sheet as well, but I think another... Yeah, another 1-0. Another, another another little bit nerve. In yeah. fact, to tell you what... In fact, no, nah, I'm not predicting. I'm not predicting as controller game. Gonna say, you were going to say... Oh, I thought you were going to say De Gea's going to save a penalty and I thought no fucking chance. Also, while we were talking about Forrest, we should have spoke about Henderson because he saved mm. 
four out of his like, six Premier League penalties. Another insane save. Well, it might yeah. be three out of five. Another insane save. Another insane performance. Forest best player, again, in my opinion, anyway. Um, mm. I just wanted to drop that in there. Do you know England's number one, I think? Reckon, yeah. I, don't, I don't rate Ramsdale. He's not going to be. Um. No. This is a thing, though. It's not even a big club bias thing anymore because Everton are worse than Nottingham Forest. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not like Pickford plays yeah. the City, is it? Um, so, yeah. Um, anyway, that's my prediction, too. And let's go Ars- let's follow we'll that up that. with an Arsenal prediction as well. Obviously, that is at home. Um. I'd love us. I'll go first. I fucking hate Arsenal. I fucking hate. Uh, I think we're gonna. Uh, it, I, uh, yeah, I want to inflict their first loss because yeah, that would be lovely. So I'm yeah, I'm gonna got, go yeah, with a. I'm gonna go with a. I think it'll be tight, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a a game of the ages. I'm gonna go a three-two victory for United. Are you, what are you gonna go with, Deck? What are you gonna go, gonna go with? with? Gonna go with a three-two victory for United. Is that your fucking yeah. Tourette's? <laughs> okay. Okay. Three-two three, United. Two. Game of the ages. I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go two all. Two all. Um, they do. I, I was just wondering when you said we'll inflict the first loss. I thought, hey, if they've got a midweek, they've got Villa mm, at home. Exactly, so yeah. you know, they'll still be top by the yeah. time we play them. Um, and then we've got fucking hell. Then we've got Everton at home after that. Piss, you know. Um, you give them these fixtures. But yeah, I, I'm. I think we'll do okay. Um, they're just in a good run of form at the minute. They're very clued up. They're two years further along in their kind of you know cycle as a team and as a club. But I'm just not going to predict us to lose against Arsenal because mm. I cannot fucking stand them. They think they're so much better than they are. The fans think they're sick. They think all the players have got a world class when they're not. And I just really dislike them and I don't know why. I just think it's a fan base. I just can't stand you, Arsenal fans, if you listen. I'm sorry. So I'm going to go to all. And if we lose, I will be very upset. Calling out Daddy Dork. Calling out the Arsenal fan base. Who's next? Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to the, the next episode to find out. Take... Probably whoever we've got, probably whoever we've got in the next <laughs> yeah. game. To be honest, there. take you, take it? take it, it away. Uh, Saucier dad, I'm coming for you. Saucier dad, <laughs> Spanish yeah, listeners. I hate you. Your your bloody what's yeah, it called? Get yeah, get fucked. You're on. I'm I'm on demon time now. I'm putting you on blast next what's, week, boys. What's the little seafood thing that they have in the uh, in the dish? What is it? Your pile of shit. You're yeah, a retard, I know, I must bro. Be. I, I, mate, I, in the little dish, you get it in massive. Well, maybe pans. it was disrespectful. Maybe dish. I was doing it on purpose to be disrespectful, mate. You're just not getting the jokes. I'm on my IQ, my joke IQ is on a different level to yours, mate. That's what it is. Anyway, take yeah, away, sure. take away That's the socials before we end it, because you're better at me than the bloody saying the socials. Go yeah. away. Yeah. Um. So, devil in the detail... No, yes, devil in the detail... Fuck me, see, you're giving me your disease now. Devil in the detail pod on TikTok. Um, we upload a couple of clips a week there, so go check them out. But again, it's probably more for someone to see that doesn't listen to the pod. Devil in the detail podcast on YouTube. Devil in the detail podcast on every other platform. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Google Podcasts, whatever the fuck you get your podcasts on, we are on there. Dills what you ramble on TikTok. RNA underscore deck on TikTok. We'll both be doing watch-alongs of the games on Thursday, so pick who you want to watch. I'm not going to try and influence your decision at all, but watch me. <laughs> thank you all very much for listening. It's been another lovely, jolly time. Uh, thank you for having me. And give us a five-star rating on Spotify, even if you didn't enjoy it, and even if you're an Arsenal fan, because, you know, take the moral high ground. I'll be a dickhead. You be nice to us. That's it. Right, then. We'll see you guys uh, next time after two wins. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.